The Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Know the difference. Now, the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. All right, here we go. Got a lot to talk about on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. I'm Danny Clayton, Derek Felsky in the studio, our Chief Investment Officer. Welcome. Thank you, Danny. Dave Spano, President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Uh, welcome to you. Yeah, and to you, Danny, you remember the movie Raging Bull, right, with Robert De Niro, and what a great movie that was, and what a great job De Niro did. But the bull was down for the eight count on Friday afternoon, and they were getting ready to call it dead and call an end to the bull market from where we were from the peak to the trough, 20%. But then it rallied into the close. Right. S&P came out and said that if the S&P closed at 38.37 or lower, they would pronounce the bull market from the beginning of this year over. And S&P came out in the middle of the day and said if the S&P 500 closed at 38.37 or lower, that we were entering a new bear market. And what happened in the final hour of trading was incredible, really. We reversed all of the daily losses and finished with a marginal gain on the S&P and the Dow. Yeah. So there was a proclamation about S&P 500. I don't know. It was probably about one o'clock or so on Friday, Central Standard Time, that they said it will be 20% peak to trough. And from that point forward, I don't know if the computers kicked in or not, but we've seen this before. You know, there was a rally into the close, but we've seen before in our history, Derek, that we got to 19% and then we turned around and started heading positive. Right. I remember that was during the uh, debt downgrade of the S&P, actually just after I started at Annex in 2011, that we we saw that in August. And and really, the sentiment levels have become so negative. I was looking today when the S&P was down substantially, that fear and greed indicator was back down into single digits. Uh, the valuation on forward earnings had dropped below 16 and a half, which is a fair level over a long period of time. And the sentiment is absolutely awful. That is exactly right. But you were going through a cycle change. You know, we've had quantitative easing for a long time, and that is an accommodative stance by the Federal Reserve, and that is now changing, and they have to change that, Derek, because they have to fight inflation and inflation expectations, and that is an important differentiator. That's totally true. Um, But, you know, when people basically credit the bull market entirely to what the Federal Reserve has done, they ignore the fact that earnings actually are up substantially since the pandemic lows as well. And that's why I mentioned the forward multiple now down under 16 and a half. I mean, that is a much more reasonable valuation than where we began the year at over 21. So there's been a P.E. compression despite the fact that companies are continuing to earn money. And the real question is, are we going into a recession or not? Will earnings forecasts be too optimistic or are we getting too pessimistic by just following the gyrations of the market on a daily basis? Yeah, so let's talk about that. So, of course, a recession is two back-to-back quarters of negative GDP. And and we think that there's going to be a modification to last quarter's GDP, maybe even into the positive territory, which could eliminate the fact that we could have a recession in calendar year 2022. That doesn't mean it can't happen in 2023. And if that is the case, we might be starting to form a bottom here at 19% off the S&P 500. Clearly, the NASDAQ has gone into that at down 25%. So now is, again, is the time that you go, what is causing this? And as you said, earnings are so important. 
Earnings drive everything. And the fact that if a company sells more things, has more revenue, and has more income, we can put a multiple on it. And as you said, that multiple has come from a 20 down to a 16 and a half or so. Right. And that earnings concern was really highlighted by any number of reports we got this week, which we'll go into in the next segment. And that's really the question. You know, are earnings analysts too optimistic? Is the slowdown going to be more than we thought? Because many of these reported misses on earnings were really due to supply problems whether they couldn't get electrical boards from a Chinese manufacturer or their transportation costs are up substantially because of the rising cost of fuel and so on. So a lot of these factors are data points in time, and then we really have to figure out what the underlying trends are. Derek Felsky, our Chief Investment Officer, Annex Wealth Management. We got him for the whole show. Same thing with uh, Dave Spano, our President and CEO. You know, folks, the decisions you make with your investment and retirement planning partner have implications in the weeks, the months, the years to come. Investments are sure, but there are also tax implications. Are you confident with who you're working with? If you aren't with anybody, isn't it time to put a fee-only fiduciary on your side? Our team, seasoned, knowledgeable, professional, and will listen to you. None of our plans are the same. None of our clients are the same. If we're making the case for you to spend time with us on this show, it's time to visit our website. Click that Get Started button, AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference. One team, one plan, one fee. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, Sunday, May 22nd. Going to be right back, 92.5 Fox News. Sure, there are market updates, but learn something new and interesting with the Know the Difference Minute from Annex Wealth Management. We'll go beyond the usual topics and dig in deep on developing and breaking stories. Catch them all on Spotify. Search Know the Difference Minute from Annex Wealth Management. We're back. Website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Set your own appointment. Also, while you're there, sign up for Axiom, which is our free weekly newsletter. Also, if you're wandering around YouTube, we've got a great Annex Wealth Management YouTube channel. You can search by topic. We've got over 1,400 videos that we have produced from great content. So if you're looking for something, check out that Annex Wealth Management YouTube channel. In the studio, Derek Felsky, Chief Investment Officer at Annex Wealth Management. Dave Spano, President and CEO. Thanks, Danny. And of course, if you've been listening to the show, you know we've been pounding the table about inflation for nearly a year, and now you're starting to see the problems from that. And where you're starting to see them is the fact that consumers are feeling the strangle, and we're starting to see this in earnings reports out of retailers. Right. I mean, this week, both Walmart and Target missed expectations by quite a bit, actually. Both companies blamed unexpectedly high costs that they faced throughout the quarter, uh, higher transportation costs, higher wage costs, and also a mixed shift. I mean, consumers are now buying luggage. They're not buying appliances or, you know, other household items that they might have when they were hunkered down during the pandemic. And that's going to result in some markdowns on merchandise at both places. So, you know, earnings pressure there, uh, reductions of guidance. And then you saw the same thing from both Cisco Systems and Applied Materials, where they talked about demand being fantastic, but their inability to get needed parts impact their ability to send out products. So again, we have the impacts of these bottlenecks. We also have the impact of slowing growth, and we have the impact of the pandemic in a perverse way. Yeah, well, and really, that's really where it started. Of course, we remember from our high school economics class that there has to be a supply and demand equilibrium, and that is way off right now. Of course, supply chain, so there's not enough supply and too much demand, but we are starting to see what's called demand destruction, and that, of course, is slowing everything down because of higher fuel costs, higher food costs, and therefore GDP is going to feel that pressure. We all know that the United States GDP is made up by the consumer, and so if the consumer starts to feel pressure because they 
see their stock market portfolios go down, they see real estate under pressure, that might hurt their ability to go out and spend. So we're going to watch that. But as you said, retail stocks really got hammered this week, and including uh, Kohl's based in Menominee Falls, Wisconsin. Right. And they had an issue, too. They had a revenue miss as well. I mean, their active lifestyle brand, that's a new initiative there, didn't work out as well as they had planned. And there's all sorts of controversy surrounding the potential buyout of that company. But they fell victim to that as well. And the stocks of companies that haven't even reported, like Nordstrom and Macy's, fell sharply as well. Ross Storbs, by the way, also reported a big miss on apparel sales. So, so and we're going to see Costco uh, this coming week as well. But higher costs and slower growth means there's going to be pressure on profitability. However, there are opportunities and there are stocks in this world Derek, you have to start to become tactical. You know, just buying the S&P 500 index may not be the path going forward. There is stuff that's on sale right now, trading at single-digit multiples that you might want to look at. Right. I mean, there are many, and actually in the healthcare sector, some of the major pharmaceutical companies are trading at at low double-digit multiples with nice yields and very defensive positions in the sense that their business isn't cyclical. So that's one area to certainly look. The energy sector has obviously been a very strong part of the market as well, there is obviously some sort of war premium built into the price of oil. But you know, at, at over $100 a barrel, companies like Exxon and Chevron are, are coining money. And that's part of the reason why collect by the aggregate earnings estimates for the S&P 500 haven't really fallen. They've really maintained where they are. So that looks kind of stable. So again, you know, you've got to look at valuation, the relative attractiveness of asset classes. And then you have to wonder, at what point have we already discounted the bad news? I did some work on this, you know, several years ago during the pandemic. But during a recession, the average decline in the S&P 500 is roughly 29%. So at the lows on Friday, we were within 9% of that low. And we don't even know for sure whether we are going to have a recession. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, you know, maybe we've seen peak inflation. We're going to have to watch. But for sure, now is the time to go through your portfolio and make sure you're positioned in the right spots going forward from here. Derek Kelsky, our Chief Investment Officer, Dave Spano, our President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Still to come on Annex Wealth Management Money Talk. We've got uh, Ask Annex, trading versus investing. How often should you check your balance of your statements? Risk versus risk tolerance and Roth conversions. That's all on the way. Folks, every day, Monday through Friday, we are busy providing comprehensive wealth management to our clients. The weekend is yours. But it's time to visit our website, read up on us, choose to click that Get Started button, put the Annex team on your side, work with a fee-only fiduciary. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. We'll be right back. 92.5 Fox News. It starts with a call. With one call, you can start seeing your future more clearly. If your financial picture is cloudy because you're getting conflicting tax, investment, and estate planning advice, help is a call or a click away. Annex Wealth Management's team works to get your investment plan in line with your tax plan and your estate plan. Build confidence with one team working to create one comprehensive plan as a fee-only fiduciary. Annex Wealth Management. One team, one plan, one fee. AnnexWealth.com. Sure, there are market updates, but learn something new and interesting with the Know the Difference Minute from Annex Wealth Management. We'll go beyond the usual topics and dig in deep on developing and breaking stories. Catch them all on Spotify. Search Know the Difference Minute from Annex Wealth Management. 92.5 Fox News. We are back on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management show for Sunday the 22nd. Quick reminder, if you came in late on the show today, 
This show is going to be on the Annex Wealth Management Spotify channel. You can listen to it as a podcast starting at 1 o'clock this afternoon. So we'd like you to hear all of it. So just in case you haven't, it's going to be on Spotify at 1 o'clock. I'm Danny Clayton. Joining me in the studio is Brandon Lehman. Brandon is Director of Branch Development at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome to the show. Danny, I got a question for you. So I'm Monday through Friday, I'm in a radio studio. I've got some interaction with our folks all the time, but I don't hear everything that you hear. Can I do a little play acting with you? Oh, of course. Okay. So it's it was a rocky week last week. Yeah. For yeah. sure. All right. If I came to you and I said, Hey Brandon, my neighbor, my neighbor is telling me I, I really should go to cash. It's just it's everything looks bad. It really looks terrible. I mean, I, I you're predicting a recession. Um, what do you say? What, what is what do we say to clients when when they do that? Because when we deep down know that through proper planning and foresight, we get through these things. Yeah. So the first comment I always have is, well, you got to be right twice. You got to be right on the out, and you got to be right on the end. And that's where I started. But then I, I take a step back, and we, as Annex, we, we talk about the team, we talk about the planning, but we're serious because it starts at the plant. So if you look long-term, you start to stretch this out long-term. Short-term, yes, it, it, it's painful, it's emotional, there, there's the ups, there's the downs, there's that whole side of it. But if you say, my long-term goal is X, and you've worked with a team to build a plan that can accomplish that long-term goal that builds in these types of variable swings, right? And in the software that we utilize, what I love about it is I can walk up there and I, I can say, hey, this software is saying this is the worst markets year over year based on the planning that the software is doing. These are the best years and this is where your average is. And you can say, if you just stay the course, focus on the long-term. And uh, I was traveling this week. I had a great time in front of clients, but the question that came up is, boy, you must be getting a lot of calls. And I looked them dead in the eye and I said, no, we're not. What we're getting is when we have our meetings, it's not how do the accounts look? How is this spread out? It's how does my plan look? What does my plan look like? How are we doing? And it's it's always for the most part, not always, but for the most part, it's plan looks great. Yes, it's adjusted a little bit, we don't have any recommendations for you to make any changes. Sometimes there is, right? But for the most part, because we've done long-term, focused, goal-oriented planning, you just go, leave it in there. You know it's going to be okay long-term. It all comes back eventually. Let's focus on your goals. I think Dave Spano mentioned last week, uh, he said, well, do you need the money tomorrow? And the answer was no. So that's where planning is. Brandon Lehman is Director of Branch Development, Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for the conversation. Danny. Appreciate that. Folks, if we can help you out for investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning as a fee-only fiduciary, it's AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. It's Money Talk, Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Like it or not, you are a media-consuming machine. Chased all day by headlines, texts, emails, on the TV, the computer, the phone, even your smartwatch. News about market volatility and uncertainty could lead to anxiety and planning paralysis. No surprise, Americans report increased stress about their investment and retirement plans. This isn't a time to be frozen in place. Take action. Put Annex Wealth Management on your side. Build a plan that will help cut through the noise. We'll provide comprehensive investment and retirement guidance that includes tax and estate planning. Let Annex do a deep dive on your portfolio. Offer unbiased advice with Wealthmetric and work to create a solid plan for you and your family. Turn down the media roar. Dial up the planning 
head to AnnexWealth.com and click the Get Started button. It only takes a couple of minutes, in person or online. It's time to take action and know the difference with a fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. AnnexWealth.com. What are some of the more frequent questions asked by clients during meetings at Annex Wealth Management? Let's find out. Randy Winkler, CFP. Welcome back. Thanks, Danny. These aren't all the questions we get, but they're common enough that let's cover some here, all right? Fantastic. All right. One of the most asked questions we hear in clients with our meetings is, should I pay off my mortgage? Yeah, that's a good one. This is definitely the most common thing that we hear. People just want to get rid of their mortgage, and more often we hear, I'm going to pay off my mortgage, and then we talk about whether that's a good idea or not. Working toward that is always a good idea, and if you can pay it off early, that's not a bad idea, right? Well, it depends. Oh, here we go. All right. You have to look at a number of different things. There's some benefits to paying it off, you know, psychological, emotional, your cash flow increases, but the question really comes comes down to where are you going to get the money to pay that off. If you're taking it out of an IRA, which is where we commonly see people have the, the bulk of their money, it doesn't mm. make sense most of the times. So if you look at it, if you're in a very low tax bracket, you might be 10 or 12. That's still considerably more than your mortgage. We have some people at 22, 24, 32. It becomes extremely expensive to pay off that mortgage. So it's that's generally not the right thing to do. You take them through the process. That's what financial planning is about. Right. We can actually put a number on there and say, okay, you're going to pay this much in interest on your mortgage and you're going to pay this much in taxes taking it out of your IRA. And sometimes when people see that and they say, okay, I've got a very small number on the one side and a gigantic number on the other. Mortgage doesn't quite look so bad. Another one that people ask about is the lump sum pension decisions. First off, what exactly does that mean? What, what do they need to decide? Right. A lot of companies in the past had pensions, and a lot of companies are moving away from that now because it gets away from their area of expertise. So if you're a manufacturing firm and you have a pension, you know how to manufacture. You don't know how to manage a big sum of money. A lot of people are going to a 401k where you're kind of responsible for managing your own money, and, they, and the companies will give you all the tools there. So the pensions are are a lot less popular than they used to be. So a lot of companies are saying, well, we don't want to be in the pension business anymore. We're going to give you an option here. You can continue to be in the pension plan, or we'll give you a lump sum. We'll give you a, a dollar amount that you can walk away and, and we're done, you're done, you've got it right there. And you got to kind of sharpen the pencil and make some decisions. What are those decisions exactly. based on then? So the first thing we want to look at is what rate of return would you have to earn on that lump sum to match what you're getting from the pension? So I'll give you an example. Let's say that you had a pension that was $1,000 a month and they offered you a $100,000 lump sum. Which do you do? So the first thing we do, we annualize your pension. So your $1,000 a month, you're getting $12,000 a year. How much would you need to earn on your $100,000 lump sum to get $12,000 a year? That's 12%. That would be a very difficult rate of return to get. So in that case, you probably want to take the pension. It's not quite that simple because you're not just getting interest. You're also getting principal back. They also factor in how long you're going to be getting the money. But in that particular example, if you had a 25-year time frame, your actual payout ratio would be 11.2%. So still, fantastic rate of return. You'd want to choose the pension. Now let's knock that down a little bit. Let's say you're getting $100 a month. So if we annualize that, it's $1,200. What would you need to earn on 100000 to get 1200 1.2%? I think we can do that pretty safely. You could get a, a CD and do that. Then you'd want to take the lump sum. So from a mathematical standpoint, that's where we start. When we start getting into some of the other issues, it's how strong is the pension? You know, a lot of these pensions have not been managed very well, and they're on the verge of breaking down. So even if mathematically it made sense to take it, you might say, I don't trust this is going to be around. Then you might want to take the lump sum. 
Uh, you also might want to look at things like life expectancy. If the pension makes sense, but nobody in your family's lived past the age of 70, you know, you might want to take the, the lump sum there because so you have something to pass on to your heirs once you're gone. There's also the uh, survivorship option. So you could get, in my example before, let's say you get $1,000 a month just on your life, but you die, that's it. You could say, well, I want my wife to be protected too. So I said, well, we'll give you $800 a month and it will last for both of your lives. And there's 50% survivor benefits and 75, and it's adding kind of an insurance element to it to make sure that you're protected. So there's a lot that factors into it, but we do this probably 10, 20 times a week where it comes up walking people through this. So there's there's no right or wrong answer when you just get it. You got to dig into it a little bit. Got it. We've got time for one more. Um, these are commonly asked questions in client meetings, not all of them, but some commonly asked ones. What is a Roth conversion and when and should I do one? That's another great question. So a Roth conversion is when you take money out of your IRA or your 401k or some tax deferred vehicle, pay income taxes on it now, put it in the Roth and then never pay taxes again. So you might say, well, why would I want to pay the taxes now when I can defer it? So a lot of times we'll look at a time frame. Let's say that you're retiring at 65 and you have to start taking required minimum distributions at 70. So you've got a five-year period of time that your income tax rate might be very low. So we might say, hey, let's take some money out of your IRA. You don't need it for spending. Pay the taxes on it. Convert it over to the Roth IRA so that we can start building that Roth bucket. Your required minimum distribution goes down because your IRA is smaller. So when you have less control over your tax situation at 70 and a half when RMBs kick in, you've lowered the dollar amount. So you're prepaying the taxes at a lower point. That sounds a little confusing. That's okay, because that's what we do th- with our financial planning team at Annex Wealth Management. Whew, Randy, that was a lot. Randy is a CFP at Annex. Thank you for joining us. Oh, happy to be here. We love doing this kind of thing. Cut through the clutter with Axiom, the weekly newsletter from Annex Wealth Management. Subscribe today for seven insights built and delivered to you every Sunday. It'll help you navigate the markets and the things that affect your money. The Axiom. Sign up at AnnexWealth.com. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management, where our clients' entire financial picture is important. And that means investments, tax planning, estate planning, etc., etc. And that etc. includes insurance. Joining me is Eric Strom, CFP and Senior Financial Planner at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me, Danny. So as a fee-only fiduciary, we don't sell insurance products, but we see them all the time, either as a portfolio review tucked within or our current clients have insurance. Any idea how many or what types of insurance policies that we review? Yes, Danny. So we have quite an active insurance review team here at Annex, actually. So it's to the point where it's beyond just what one person could handle. We are reviewing hundreds and hundreds of contracts every single year, and these are long-term care insurance contracts, annuities, life insurance, or sometimes hybrid policies that combine those together. And so we are seeing a lot coming across our desks. Have there been cases where you've said, where somebody has said, wow, I've never seen one of these before? Yeah, Danny. So there are hundreds and hundreds of companies that offer these types of products. So we see everything under the sun that you can imagine. Got to ask this, can we help Annex clients figure out how much life insurance they need? And of course, you know, if you ever watch TV, you see all sorts of advertisements for that. But I think the question is really, how much do I need? I mean, it depends on how old you are, what your life situation is. You hit it right on the head there. It completely depends on your situation. So at Annex, we approach everything within the context of a full, comprehensive financial plan, meaning we take all of your 
assets and your income sources, your expenses, your debts, and put it all into a plan in software. And then once we've done that, we can run different scenarios. So what happens if something tragic happens? You know, there's a disability or a death or a divorce. What does that look like within the financial plan? And then when it comes to life insurance, we can run scenarios and say, well, yeah, if, if the spouse passed away, how much life insurance is needed to make the financial plan still successful. So we really try to approach this. We don't just pull numbers out of the air. We try to really give our clients a detailed consideration of how much life insurance they need to protect themselves. Is there a ballpark of when you don't need life insurance anymore? Yeah. So typically, the closer you get to retirement, when you get to your 50s, your 60s and beyond, some folks fade out of needing life insurance and sometimes need long-term care insurance more. So uh, we're oftentimes actually taking life insurance policies that were very appropriate in people's 30s and 40s and 50s, and sometimes suggesting that they maybe reorient towards more like a long-term care insurance type of strategy as they get older. We're with Eric Strom, Senior Financial Planner and a CFP at Annex Wealth Management, reviewing how our planning team helps with insurance reviews. And you just mentioned long-term care insurance, and that can be a mystery for many. So we help with that. Yeah. And again, we don't sell any insurance at Annex, but within our that financial plan that I referenced before, we can start running scenarios. What if something happened and you needed long-term care, you know, help with those activities of daily living for, say, three years in your 80s. What would that look like? How much is that going to cost you? And first of all, could you afford it? And even if you can afford it, would you rather ensure that risk away rather than using your own dollars to pay for it. So what we do is we create these scenarios within our clients' financial plans and show them what would happen with a typical long-term care health event. And then in some cases, we'll bring in a trusted insurance partner to look at products to address that risk if we identify one. Are there cases where somebody inherits insurance? Maybe that would be like an annuity? This happens so frequently. So very often, People who don't even know what an annuity is, maybe their aging parents own them and maybe the parents pass away and suddenly people are inheriting annuities and they're thinking, what even is this? <laughs> and so um, I have countless times really sat across from clients and helped them understand what it is they're inheriting. And by the way, Danny, when you inherit an annuity, you also inherit a tax bill. So how do you handle that tax bill? You want to handle it responsibly and there's a lot of options for that. You kind of touched on it, but as fee-only fiduciaries, we don't sell insurance products at Annex Wealth Management, but we care for our clients, and when they've got questions, we can guide them. We have resources. Yes. Again, we do not sell the insurance. We help our clients identify when there is a true financial planning need for insurance, and then we bring in who we believe is an appropriate partner for that person, and we have a whole network of partners that we've worked with for a long time that we trust and get that insurance placed when it's needed. Eric Strom is Senior Financial Planner and a CFP at Annex Wealth Management. Another resource for our clients. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate your time. Thanks so much, Danny. It's investment and retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning all under one roof. AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. It starts with a call. With one call, you can start seeing your future more clearly. If your financial picture is cloudy because you're getting conflicting tax, investment, and estate planning advice, help is a call or a click away. Annex Wealth Management's team works to get your investment plan in line with your tax plan and your estate plan. Build confidence with one team working to create one comprehensive plan as a fee-only fiduciary. Annex Wealth Management. One team, one plan, one fee. AnnexWealth.com. 
you got questions, we think we are going to give you some answers. Time for Ask Annex. If you got a question for us, you head to our website, AnnexWealth.com. Look for the Ask tab. We get back to everybody. Some wind up on the radio. Some are anonymous. I'm Danny Clayton, joined in the studio. Sarah Kyle is a wealth manager. Welcome back. Hi, Danny. Randy Winkler is a CFP and wealth manager at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back to you. Thanks, Danny. You guys are becoming the Fred and Ginger of the Ask Annex <laughs> crowd. Very nice. And that's a compliment. All right. Thank you. Our Thanks. first question today is from Tom. This is for Sarah. Welcome to Annex, Sarah, he says. You mentioned you previously worked on a trading desk. Warren Buffett buys and holds. What is the percentage of investors who actually do that? When traders jump in and out of equities, doesn't that create the volatility we're experiencing? Well, Tom, thank you for the kind words. That's very nice. I don't have an exact percentage of investors that buy and hold, but I would say the majority of investors in 401ks use the buy and hold strategy. In regards to volatility, you know, that's really caused by the uncertainty, and there is a lot of uncertainty in the markets right now. And investors tend to have a shorter time frame because they are uncertain of what the future holds. So they're buying, moving in and out of stocks a little more frequently. And currently, there's a lot of headline risk to the market, which means the market is reacting to headlines regarding the Fed. China, inflation, supply chains, earnings, etc. I mean, there's just a lot going on right now. And algorithms will trade off those headlines. They can move markets pretty significantly. It's Ask Annex. Next one is from Alan. Please settle an argument. My partner checks investment balances daily, if not more. I didn't even open up my first quarter statements. What's ideal? Randy, you want that one? Yeah, I like this question. It kind of makes me laugh. But I would say that the latter, not checking your statements that often, not looking every day, is probably more preferable. I don't know about ideal. As you know, I like to use analogies. So let's imagine that we're talking about the housing market rather than the stock market. So you own a home and there's a value to your home and it's changing on a daily basis. It's going up and down, but you don't have an app on your phone that's telling you on a second-to-second basis what it's worth. You've made a decision to purchase that home based on it suits your needs. It's got a nice backyard, it's close to work, good schools. When it no longer suits your needs, you'll move on to something else. Your investments should be very much like that as well. You're not looking and saying, oh, the market's up, I'm going to do this. My market's down, I'm going to do that. Does it still suit the needs that why you originally purchased it? Watching it all the time is going to probably, you're going to be more influenced by noise than news. And it could cause you to make a mistake. Like just imagine if something happened and that your property value went down by a little bit and you reacted. Oh, I'm selling out. You know, later on you'd think, oh, I was foolish. That was the perfect home for me and I got out at a bad time. So in this case, I think access to information is probably more detrimental to people than it is helpful. Next up on Ask Annex from Hector, is there a preferred past performance metric when doing research on an investment, especially now, obviously not YTD, that's year to date, is life a fund better? Well, Hector, according to our investment team, there really isn't a preferred metric, but you want to compare funds against each other during the same time period. So when looking at newer funds, you really can't compare life of fund because one may have three-year life and one may have a 10-year. And one other thing to consider is upside-downside capture ratio, which is the calculation of how much did the fund go up when the index went up and how much did it go down when the index went down. And also just make sure you know how much risk the fund is taking to get that performance achieved. So don't just look at performance because one fund may have had to take a lot of risk to achieve that same performance as the other. Congratulations. That phrase has never been used on our show. What was it? Upside, what was it? Upside downside capture. Well, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody knows that. All right. Mm. Next up on Ask Annex is from Donna. What's the difference between risk and risk tolerance? I'm not sure I like either. 
Well, I'm going to add a, a third category in there, risk capacity. So risk, it's the t- possibility of loss. Risk capacity is the level of risk you're able to take on, and risk tolerance is the level of risk you're willing to take on. I'll put this into an analogy. Let's say that I've decided I want to buy $100 worth of lottery tickets. My risk is that I could lose $100. Do I have the capability to take on that risk, the capacity? Yeah, I could I could stand a loss of $100. Will I be able to tolerate losing $100 on that? No. So I've got the capacity, but not the tolerance to take on the risk of buying those lottery tickets. Same thing with the stock market. Most people have got an amount that they can tolerate, and then there's also an amount that their financial plan would support. So they can be very different. Some people have a very high risk capacity and a very low risk tolerance. Some people have a high risk tolerance, but a low risk capacity. It helps to work with a professional to help guide you to make the right decision so you're within your comfort zone. Last one is from Dan. Is this a time to consider Roth conversion with the market down? I think it's a great time to consider Roth conversions right now when the market's down. Because once the market heads back to the upside, all that growth that you achieve in the Roth IRA account will never be taxed. It grows tax-free and comes out tax-free. It's almost like having a cash account. But there's other things you want to consider. When you do a Roth conversion, meaning you are moving or converting investments from your traditional IRA into a Roth IRA, you will trigger a taxable event. So you want to make sure you have the tax budget and enough cash to pay the taxes. We typically prefer that you use cash versus selling additional investments to pay the taxes. Something that we see quite often is people get excited by the idea of a Roth conversion and they said, hey, let's convert the entire IRA. Well, mm-hmm. we want to be very sensitive to the tax brackets. If we can get you up to the top of the 12 without going into the 22, that's great. Mm-hmm. If you did your whole IRA, depending on how big it was, you might go into the 37% tax bracket. So this is something that we do selectively based on maximizing the bracket that's right for your situation. Sarah Kyle, Wealth Manager, Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. You too, Randy Winkler, CFP and a Wealth Manager at Annex Wealth Management. Thanks. Oh, sure. Happy to be here. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. We're going to be right back. 92.5 Fox News. Inflation isn't going away anytime soon. As the cost of everything from food to vacations to your electric bill rises, you may wonder if your retirement plans are still on track. Annex Wealth Management can help. It starts at AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. From there, our in-house planning team will create your wealth metric, a snapshot of where you are and where you're headed. Wealth metric will help you understand the impact inflation may have on your plans. Get started today. Visit AnnexWealth.com. This is probably a first for us. We're going to talk fortune hunters and gold diggers. And no, it's not a show on the History Channel. Deanne Phillips is here. Hey, Deanne. (laughs) Hey, Danny. How are you? Good. Director of Client Learning and Development. Fortune hunters, those are the people that all of a sudden show up. Gold diggers kind of prey on lonely and heartbroken. Do I have the phrasing right? Yeah, no, I think that's accurate. So the the two categories and men or women that we're talking about right here are people going through a transition. And sometimes it can be what is deemed a happy transition. For example, winning the lottery. That's why so many people wait to come forward. They want to be sure they have their advisors in a row. Once your name's out there, every person's going to want to advise you and have a hot tip somewhere. Have you run across this? Yes, we have. Quite frankly, in all sorts of circumstances. Transitions are tough. And again, whether they can be happy or sad. So it yes, it could be a death where, you know, there actually are people that stock the obituaries to lay claim on, you know, or, or you have have somebody sure. as prey while their emotions are 
kind of on toward tilt. So there are some things they definitely want to think about when you go through a transition in order to protect yourself and not be a victim. There's a phrase, con men don't look like con men. What, what do we learn from that? First off, you know, when you're going through heartbreak, uh, you want empathy. And so there are people out there that are just more than willing to play right into that. And whether it's the lonely person, the lonely senior, we see this a lot also, unfortunately, too, where someone will swoop in, they find out that that distant relative has a little bit of money and, oh, dear auntie, they become their best friend, right? When someone passes, though, we've also seen somebody come romantically swoop in. Here's the deal, Danny. If your spidey sense goes up on something, trust it. Mm -hmm. Usually you're right. Go with your gut. Talk about your suspicions with someone who's close to you. How would somebody know? Somebody's mom, widowed. Right. And either a fortune hunter or a gold digger comes in and maybe they live a state away. Maybe even mom is all of a sudden happy. So you really wouldn't know that something is going on unless you had access to their finance or at least how they're working, they're spending, they're investing, things like that. That's exactly right. So as uh, at Annex, you know, as holistic wealth advisors, we understand the process of grief. So whether it's death, divorce, disability, there's a grieving process and you never want to hurry someone through that process. You just can't because, you know, we've seen, unfortunately, for example, widows get life insurance proceeds in the mail by checkbook right? Mm -hmm. And fast forward six months later, they, the money's gone and they have no idea where it was spent because they're emotional spending. That's where a trusted advisor can help someone through a transition by protecting them also from themselves, not just from other people. When someone comes out of the blue, you have to watch, are they after that person because they are in an emergency money situation and they see a quick solution? That could be super awkward, though. I mean, yeah. what are you supposed to do, hire a private detective? We've actually known people that actually have. But the thing is, again, it's about rushing through things, right? When someone comes into a little bit of money, I mean, think about it. All of a sudden, they've got all these people who are their best friend. And the kind-hearted and generous person would want to give the benefit of the doubt to someone that they love, air quotes mm -hmm. here, right? You know, you mentioned, uh, should someone, you know, hire somebody to check them out? Well, no, but you know, with social media and everything now, there is a way to find out about people. I mean, chances are, if that person's on Facebook, you may have a mutual acquaintance in mind. Here's the story I heard. Somebody's mom in Phoenix all of a sudden takes up with a new guy. She's happy. The kids are a little suspicious and they do what you just suggested, which is look on Facebook. And then they looked him up a little bit deeper because, you know, you can you can look up stuff like that. This guy had failed businesses, probably one or two. Mm -hmm. It sounds like he was estranged with his family. Right. So what would you suggest in a case like that? It's a situation where if you're close to a loved one, keep tabs on them when they're alone. You know, get to know the people in their life. You know, make sure because elderly people on their own, just without a romantic interest, you know, they are often victims of fraud and just attempts at fraud. So it's a good thing to have open family discussions. You should have a discussion about, hey, you know, mom, dad, aunt, uncle, are your affairs in order? Is there anything I can help you to do? Can I hook you up with an attorney? Are you are you set? Do you feel comfortable if it comes a point where you can't make your financial decisions anymore in the future that you have someone you trust who can sweep in and do this for you? You just don't want it to be the brand new boyfriend who well, swept in out of town. Yeah, and it, that's the danger. Dean Phillips, our director of client learning and development. Thank you for jumping on. Hey, thanks for having me. Cut through the clutter with Axiom, the weekly newsletter from Annex Wealth Management. Subscribe today for seven insights built in 
and delivered to you every Sunday. It'll help you navigate the markets and the things that affect your money. The Axiom. Sign up at AnnexWealth.com. Back on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. I'm Danny Clayton. Dave Spano is our president and CEO in the studio. Real quick, Dave, just want to say that if anybody came in late to the show, just another reminder that we do put this on Spotify as a podcast, and you can check that. And I'm really impressed. I, I kind of look at the analytics every once in a while, and a number of people are listening to the show Good. via that way, which Good. is weird. So I don't know if you remember the old days of the answering machine listening to yourself, <laughs> but it's always kind of weird. It was always the same, too, right? It was always you the know same. what to do after. To the beam, right? That's right. So what's on your mind, Dave, as a president and CEO? Well, I have to tell you, you know, the Heat uh, are playing defense, right? The Miami Heat. Oh, basketball. They, uh, basketball's on my mind. I'll tell you, and the Celtics, of course, uh, beat the Milwaukee Bucks by playing great defense, and Miami Heat is doing the same thing. So playing defense is a way to win championships, not only in basketball, but also in football and other sports. Well, you can apply that to investing as well. And, you know, you think about how you play defense, even though uh, you're down in this case, you know, where we've entered into a bear market, uh, which is not any good. But, you know, you think about how you play defense in a portfolio, and there's a number of things that you can do. And the reason why I bring it up is because people are getting to that capitulation stage where they say, I'm just going to throw the baby out with the bathwater and go to cash. Well, there's defensive measures that you can take. The first tried and true way to do that is by having asset allocation. What does that mean? Don't have all your money in stocks. Have some in bonds. Even though bonds, long-term government bonds have been beat up, there are places to go. There are opportunities, especially as inflation peaks up, there are places in fixed income to have money. And the other thing is real estate. We all know real estate here in Southwest Florida has gone through the rough. There's ways to put that in your portfolio as well. Those are asset allocation parts of the portfolio. One thing I think many people might not know about you is you were a basketball coach. You coached your son for a long, long time. Were you a defensive-oriented coach? Or yeah, were you for a, sure. Yeah, you were. Yeah, okay. we, yeah. We free, well, we would we would play lockdown D, and then we would let it fly on the offensive end. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, Got uh, it. not just my son, but I coached for you know twenty years. Sure. I coached guys who played college basketball, uh, uh, and so it's, it's so when fun. you see the markets, you see the 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 correlation. There's there's right. no question. There's correlation between uh, playing defense and and operating a portfolio, and there's analogy to sports all through investing. And so that's the reason why I bring it up. And asset allocation is just one of a half a dozen things that you can do. But go through the process and make sure you know what's in your portfolio. Is this a moment that if somebody is working without a financial advisor or they need a second set of opinion, is this a this is a perfect great, time. It's, it's a, a perfect, perfect time. time. And I'm going to tell you why. is because there's opportunities here. There is stuff that's been beaten down that is way less expensive than what it was. And who doesn't like a sale? That's Dave Spano, our president and CEO. Uh, we got him for the rest of the hour. Stick around. Investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning. We do it as a fee-only fiduciary. We would love to talk to you using the power of the Annex Wealth Management team. Yep, you can do it on a Sunday. Head to our website. It's AnnexWealth.com. Very simply, click that Get Started button. Back in a bit. It's Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Headlines, texts, emails, the TV, the computer, the phone, even your smartwatch. Seems like it never ends. Market volatility can lead to anxiety and planning paralysis. No surprise Americans report being stressed about their investment and retirement plans. Turn down the media roar. Dial up the planning. Put Annex Wealth Management on your side for investment and retirement guidance that includes tax and estate planning. Head to AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. Know the difference with a fee-only fiduciary. That's Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference? 
When you hear the word jargon, that means special words or expressions that are used by a particular profession or group that are difficult for others to understand. Right, Tom? That is correct. Tom Parks, Director of Retirement Plan Services at Annex, is here. Jargon in finance can really be intimidating. We try to take complex things and we make it simple. But let's talk about 401k jargon. Yeah, there is no shortage of jargon. Throw them at me. Let's see what we got. Yeah. And this comes from a recent study about the language of defined contribution plans from Invesco and found there's a disconnect between the language that sponsors use and the language that everyday investors understand. And I've got to throw the flag. You already used like two of the buzzwords in that description. Amen, brother. I've got to throw the flag. Defined contribution plans. What is that? Think 401k plan. Why don't they just say 401k plan? Well, because there are different types of defined contribution plans. So are profit sharing plans. So think of it like this. The two are defined benefit and defined contribution. Those words are actually super helpful because the way a 401k plan works is it is defined by the money that you put into it, right? And so the money that you contribute to the plan, that's what all the rules surround. Whereas in a pension plan, a defined benefit, a lot of times you're not putting any money in yourself. Even if you are though, what is defined is here's how much you're going to get out of it at some point in time. So, define contribution, think these are the rules about putting money into the plan, you know, annual uh, limits and all that stuff, define benefit, think pension, here's how much you're going to get out of it. Because you don't know how much you're going to get out of your 401k plan, okay. but you do know how much you're putting into it. You've held a little. Okay, let's go through some others. Maybe that's going to be the hardest. What is vesting? Vesting, okay. I always tell people, when you think of vesting, think of it like this. Vesting is the money that you get to take with you when you leave your employer. So people will ask me a lot about this when we're talking 401k plans, and I tell them, you don't need to worry about it. As long as you're still working, vesting really, quite frankly, is irrelevant because it only matters when you leave. So it's the portion of your employer contribution. Sometimes there is a vesting schedule, meaning for each year that you work for the employer, you accrue a little bit more and a little bit more Uh, ownership in that money. And then at a certain point, you're 100% vested or you have 100% ownership in it, regardless of when you leave. Okay. Some other jargon you might hear in 401ks, fiduciary or plan fiduciary. We use the word fiduciary all the time here at Annex. Right. So a fiduciary is somebody who has a legal financial duty to somebody else. So we at Annex have a legal financial duty to all of our clients. The thing that's different in a 401k plan is the employer is also a fiduciary they have that legal financial responsibility to act in the best interest of their employees. So if I own ABC Trucking, and I probably should have checked to see if there's actually an ABC Trucking, if I own ABC Trucking and I have a 401k plan for my employees, I am a fiduciary. Yes. Here's another in the 401k jargon terms, target date. So now this one I feel like is pretty straightforward. The idea with a target date fund is it's an investment, a mutual fund that is kind of a fund of funds. And the whole idea of it is you target a certain date in the future for your retirement. And then the manner in which that account is invested takes that into consideration. So generally speaking, let's say you've got a 2050 Vanguard target date fund or a T. Rowe Price target date fund or whatever. That means that you're targeting 2050 as the date for your retirement. So that's like 30 years from now, right? So it's going to that particular fund is going to be invested pretty aggressively right now, but then over time as you get closer to retirement, it will gradually change to become more conservative. And that's where it leads into the other another uh, question you're going to ask me about is glide path. And so the idea, if you think of a glide path, think of it as an airplane, because that's where they came up with the analogy. So as a plane is approaching the runway, 
just as you're approaching retirement, think of it like that. The altitude changes, the speed changes. Think of that, the risk changes in your portfolio. It's gradually getting lower. So we think high risk, high altitude, low risk, low altitude. So that's where they came up with the idea of a glide path in a target date retirement fund. So we get to knock out two of them with that explanation. Did that that help? It did. Target dates sound really smart. They're a great option for a lot of people. 401k jargon. How about safe harbor? What is that? And this happened to us last week, as a matter of fact. So our HR director sent out an email and said, hey, everyone, your safe harbor contribution is going to be deposited. You know, go check it out. And I, you may recall, replied to everyone, said, for those of you who don't know what that means, think profit sharing contribution. What does qualified plan mean? There you go. So that's another other one that's pretty good, straightforward. Basically, a qualified plan is one that is eligible for special tax treatment and tax benefits. Those benefits can be tax benefits that you receive now, like in the case of a traditional pre-tax, or it could be one a benefit that you receive later in the case of Roth. But really qualified just means the IRS has put its stamp of approval, and now you're going to get some special tax benefits out of it. We're running through some 401k jargon terms. Those are good. Thank you. Tom, in what you do with Annex, how do we simplify things for companies? Especially for those planned fiduciaries, is we help them understand what those responsibilities are. You don't necessarily have to understand all these precise details, I'm still going to tell you about them because I want you to be aware of them. And then I want you to be comfortable knowing that we know what we're talking about and we're taking good care of it for you. The burden is always on those fiduciaries, but we really try to help people better understand and become more comfortable that they know things are being taken care of the way they're supposed to. Well, and when it comes to recruiting, you got to have good benefits. You should have a good 401k. 41% of people in this survey said they would take a 10% pay cut for a company that pays attention to wellness. If you are an employer and you don't think that your benefits are something that people are looking at when they're deciding where they're going to go to work, you're missing the boat. Absolutely. These benefits are important. And explaining them to your employees, that's the other thing that we spend a lot of time doing, is helping employees. We try to avoid some of the participant is a word. That's another term. People are like, what is that? It's somebody who participates in a 401k plan. Employees just a better way of saying that. So that's a big part of our education is both for the employer and the employee. It's just different depending on the subject matter. Tom Parks, Director of Retirement plan services at Annex. Thanks. Thank you. Looking for more? The Annex team produces original audio and video content to teach, inform, and demonstrate how we think and operate on behalf of our clients. Visit the Annex Wealth Management YouTube channel and explore. Just search Annex Wealth Management. Back on Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. I'm Danny Clayton, Derek Felsky, Chief Investment Officer in the studio. Our President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management, is Dave Spano. Yeah, thanks, Danny. Of course, you know, there are a certain cycles that the markets go through. And, Derek, we've seen a lot of them over the last 30 to 40 years. And we may be going through a change in cycle right now. And the first of that what I want to address is this move from disinflation to inflation. And that's something that we're watching because as long as we've been in the business, Derek, frankly, interest rates have been going down. Right. Interest rates have been going down and capital investment and commodities and other other areas of of commodity prices that have inflated recently has also gone down. You know, the green energy movement and the rest, ExxonMobil, for example, not as much CapEx, therefore not as much drilling, therefore not as much oil, therefore higher prices. So we've seen that across the copper sector, aluminum, oil, and the rest. So that's one thing that certainly occurred. Uh, The other thing that's occurred when we we talk about something like that is really, you know, our relationship with China has, is starting to evolve. And, and we, we actually, they, they exported 
disinflation to us by virtue of lower labor costs, lower ability to get products uh, manufactured. And that's gradually shifting, too, as we see more and more onshoring. So the idea that we can continue to exist on ultra low interest rates is probably going to change. And that's going to affect the valuation of financial assets. And that's one of the reasons why we said during this midterm election year, we felt the summer would be very choppy until we get a sense of A, supply chain bottlenecks, B, what goes on with Russia, Ukraine, and C, what what the outlook is for the midterm elections. Yeah, and there you go. You nailed so many parts, right? So disinflation to inflation is certainly something that we're going to have to probably live with. Number two, you nailed it, globalization to regionalization. And bringing companies are starting to talk about it just, of course, for security alone, trying to bring some things in onshore. And as you said, China exported disinflation to us. So those two pieces are likely connected. And of course, the third is energy. And we're seeing what's happening with Ukraine and Russia driving up energy prices and local domestic oil producers looking at $110 a barrel and having to make a business decision. Right. Even Finland now, is, is they've been threatening to cut off uh, natural gas and oil to Finland from Russia. So they're obviously going to have to consider what, what they want to do for alternate sourcing as they consider joining NATO. So there are all sorts of things that are affecting this inflation picture. And unfortunately, the Fed really can't control any of those things. All they can really do is try to uh, reduce demand. And we're starting to see that. And with 24 percent of household net worth in stocks at the end of 2021, up from an average of 14 over the prior decade, people are going to be very sensitive to their portfolios. And that will affect their spending. Patterns. Well, that's that's really a great point. I didn't see that number. But of course, that certainly means that people have have got to remember that their portfolios have gone up substantially over the last number of years. So if you don't pick, for example, your starting point of the beginning of the year, but be maybe the beginning of 2020 or 2019 or 2018, and then look at your portfolio and average it out, it's probably a lot more reasonable return. Oh, absolutely. And we've often talked about the feedback effects of the, the wealth effect and how that can you know ebb and flow. But it can also affect the Federal Reserve as well. So as they see the stock market weakening, as they, they read the reports about Walmart and, and Target, as they see oil prices continue to remain stubbornly high, um, they're prob- their assumption that inflation will moderate is probably well substantiated. It's just going to take a little bit of time for market participants to understand that, plan for it, and act accordingly. Yeah, you know, you talk about a relationship around the world, and of course, you know, we can remember the Berlin Wall falling in 1989 and NAFTA uh, in 94, and then of course our relationship with China evolving, as you said, and all of that leads to how you build your portfolio. And you go through that and you go, wow, there's, there's domestic equities, there's international equities, there's bonds. There's alternatives and there's cash. Those are the places to invest. And right now, you have to think about it tactically, Derek. That's the most important takeaway. Right. And then the things that we've migrated to recently are dividend-paying stocks. We've we've added a couple of uh, funds that focus primarily on free cash flow generating businesses where they have the capacity to raise dividends and do stock buybacks. Uh, we also change our tilt a little bit on emerging markets from more of a growth bias to more of a value bias. And again, growth at a reasonable price is going to win. And there are still plenty of companies that trade at stupid multiples of sales that have to be wrung out. But the bottom line is the indexes, the big names, the name, you know, I'm talking about the FANG stocks and some of the semiconductor companies, they are generating solid results and they are now a lot more affordable than they were just a few months ago. Yeah, great point. So folks, you make sure that you have a longer term perspective. Don't look at it just over the last 30, 60 or 90 days and ask yourself this question. Are you a trader or are you an investor? It's an important question to understand when you're building a financial plan and a long-term portfolio, Danny. 
Derek Felsky is our Chief Investment Officer, Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for your input today. Appreciate my, it. My pleasure, Danny. Dave Spano, President and CEO, Annex Wealth Management. Appreciate you as yeah, well. Nice show today, Danny. Folks, when we talk about that portfolio analysis, and I guess we could put a value on what that thing might be worth. That's our financial planning team's work. That's after you kick, click that Get Started button at AnnexWealth.com. But let's be honest, the value is something that you will assign when you experience the depth and the skill of our team. What we do is investment, retirement planning, tax planning, and we do it as a fee-only fiduciary. We say it often. It's one team, one plan, one fee. Folks, it's time. The offer stands. AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Know the difference. That's our goal. It can be yours as well. This is Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show. For Dave and Derek and the rest of the Annex team, I'm Danny Clayton. Have a great week. Stay strong, folks. See you back here next Sunday at noon right here at 92.5 Fox News. The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation.